0: Hey, good morning. It's Thursday, April 2nd, and we're reading through the Old Testament in Judges and in the Gospel of Luke. And our passages in the Old Testament are two chapters, Luke chapter 8 and chapter 9. We're in the middle of Gideon, the story of Gideon, which is the longest, really, coverage of any one deliverer or judge, as they're called in the book of Judges. And uh, we see him defeat the Midianites. And what's interesting about this passage Not only do we see his exploits and who he wins victories over, uh, but we see him refuse to become the king. Remember, this is the period before the monarchy, the monarchy where we have a earthly king sitting on the throne in Israel. The first one, of course, is Saul and then David. We have a new family that becomes the dynasty, David, and then Solomon and the kingdom splits. But before that, we had what sometimes is called a theocracy in that God was leading the people, uh, not through the intermediary of a... Um, of a king. Of course, you had the priests that were uh, mediating in the worship, but in terms of the authority, the regal authority of the nation, uh, we did not have a king. So at this point, they want to make Gideon king, and you might understand why they might want to make any of these deliver, deliverers kings, but Gideon refuses to do that. And at the end, it's very short, but at the end of our reading today, we see that Gideon, when he dies, the nation immediate rev, immediately reverts back to apostasy and to sin and to compromise. And it is an interesting reminder how important leadership is. Even though we don't have a king, they were looking to him for leadership and examples. And we've had so many examples uh, throughout the uh, period of history that we've been reading in our DBR, starting with uh, Abraham as a great leader, and Moses, and Joshua, and Caleb, and now we have Gideon who rises up as a leader, and as soon as his leadership is gone, not that he was perfect by any means, but as he was trying to lead the people to the Lord and to do what is right and away from idolatry, and God was using him to deliver from the oppressor, um, we realize that when he's gone, the nation flounders. When the shepherd is struck down, as Jesus quoted, the sheep scatter. And so you're a leader. And I just want you to remember that in some way, regardless of who you are, whether you're a leader of a company, the leader in your home, the leader of your children. uh, If you're a leader of a little sibling, you have some kind of leadership and you need to think about how important your godly influence is today. Uh, Reminder from Gideon's life. In Luke chapter 8, We get the second half of this chapter when Jesus calms the storm. And there's several other things here as Jesus demonstrates power over demons and death itself. A resurrection takes place that Jesus performs. But calming the storm, what a great and timely and appropriate thing for us to remember, that Jesus is someone who's at perfect peace even in the midst of a turbulent storm. It's a great poetic metaphor of us being called in Philippians 4 to have peace regardless of the circumstances. And even right now, some of you still, we talked about it a lot at the beginning, beginning of this period of time with the COVID-19 crisis. Uh, We talk a lot about the fear and anxiety that exists in people, and maybe still that creeps up into your heart and mind. And as a Christian, we need to recognize the picture of Christ in this boat, being able to be at peace and even rebuking the disciples when they don't trust him, they think they're gonna die in this storm. And the great picture of this throughout the gospels as we get all those accounts together, we just see how angry Jesus was that they didn't have faith, they didn't trust him. So let that be a reminder to you and maybe a mild secondhand rebuke and exhortation that you don't fall into the same pattern of uh, being fearful that we trust the Lord no matter what the circumstances might be. And then we have a New Testament one another. So let's look to uh, James chapter four. Verse 11, for our one another of the day. And a lot of our one another's are very positive commands. Do this. Here's how to treat one another in the body of Christ. But this one is a, another prohibition, another negative one another in as it relates to something we should not do. And uh, here's how it reads in James chapter 4. It says, do not speak evil against one another. Uh, brothers, he then calls them. Uh, for the one who speaks against a brother or Uh, judges his brother, speaks evil against the law, and judges the law. But if you judge uh, but if you judge the law, you're not a doer of the law, but a judge. Uh, this is an interesting and very human pattern for us to fall into, becoming the judge who's passing judgment in our minds about our brothers and sisters in Christ. Now we have to be very careful about this command because many times we're called to judge with righteous judgment and there's many things that we're called to judge all the time in the Christian life. Uh, we're not to judge by mere appearance, as Jesus says, but judge with righteous judgment. Uh, so many times in the scripture the concern is that we are careful as to how we adjudicate in our minds the realities and circumstances around us. And to say, here's a brother or sister in Christ that's doing something wrong, that's one thing. And to know that we should avoid the same problem. We do that every time we read a passage of scripture about a biblical character. We have to decide, is this someone doing the righteous thing or the unrighteous thing? But we've got to be careful that we don't become the judge and jury and the executioner oftentimes in our words against our brothers and sisters in Christ. It's not your job to sit here and stand in judgment as it says here, speaking evil. It's one thing for me to say there's someone who did something that I shouldn't do and don't wanna do and I wanna avoid. And even if I have to correct them, the Bible says do it humbly, taking a close watch on your own life that you don't fall in the same way. But the point of this passage is be careful what you say. And we're so quick to say evil things against one another when we see someone doing wrong. So you may be absolutely right with your uh, discernment about someone else's behavior, but can you bite your lip? Can you refrain your tongue from speaking evil against your brother? That's the picture in this text. And you are not the judge and jury of your brother and sisters in Christ, even though you might even be in a position of leadership to have to respond to someone's wrong behavior. But as we sit around and talk with one another, And in this case, in this particular season of our life, uh, texting with one another or FaceTiming one another, whatever it might be, be careful that you're not speaking evil of your brothers and sisters in Christ. Do not speak evil against one another, brothers. And I would add sisters, be very careful about how we speak about one another. So there's our one another for the day. It's kind of a serious one, but important. So get into the word of God, read through the Old Testament and New Testament, Judges and Luke and practice the one another today, which is refraining from speaking evil.